All right, y'all, we are back for another episode of Bitches Love Brunch. This is episode 62. Hey, 62. How y'all doing? Kiana, how you doing? Hey, hey, this is Kiana. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't share who I was, but y'all know what I say every week. Y'all know who it is. Y'all know who this is. It's good to be back, sis. Good to be back. How you doing? I am good. I was actually sharing with my sister the other day that I enjoy working from home. I feel a lot more sane. And while some people are maybe not necessarily ready to go back into the office, um, but, you know, possibly looking forward to it at some point when we can. I am right. more so anxious. I'm like, I don't want to go back there. Wow. I don't want to go back there. Now, I will because my job, you know, it's important that I am in the office. But I say that because, you know, during this time, I really have been able to work from home, enhance some habits that I wanted to have enhanced. Um, yeah. You know, I'm reading again, so I'm more prone to read on my lunch break than, you know, than I was if I were in the office, even though I did that when I was studying for my exam. But whatever the case, I'm like, I like this lifestyle and being able to have this level of flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I know, and not for any reason other than myself, because of how I work and I could be a workaholic, I know that some of those things could fall by the wayside back in the office because I'll get so wrapped up in work. So knowing that though, I'm just trying to yeah. prepare now for um what that looks like and so I can can maintain this level of productivity and peace at the same time. But you know you can't control other people's attitudes and whatnot. So some of that ain't even got nothing to do with me. <laughs> they, but that ain't your business. That ain't my business. But that ain't your business. That ain't none of my business. So, but that's good. You know, I like to hear that. Um, we did a check-in call today with some of my coworkers from across the states, and they were asking us, you know, how we're doing with working from home because technically, you know, this does force us into a different type type of working style, just because we work from home, but we also travel a big portion, you know, of the time, and so having that nine to five experience where you're working, it's just that's not traditional for us. Um, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you're very well and that you're getting getting adjusted because I, I like that I like I love the autonomy of working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. I always have. I love it. I love it. And working from home for me, like when it goes back to some normality, I don't like to call it back to normal just because it won't be the norm that we were once used to, but you know, I could do, you know how you do like a coffee shop. Like I could do those things. It doesn't necessarily have to be from the house, but just away from the office. Right. Mostly it's away from people. It's just having that flexibility. It's Most just people. having the flexibility. It's having the option. I just want to have the option. I just don't want to see people. That too. <laughs> so that there's too. that. How you doing? But you know what? Yesterday I was leaving Target and, um, I wore my Ohio sweatshirt and this girl, of course I had my mask on. She had one on too, but I saw her gesture kind of change. And I was like, what the hell is she about to say to me? What was she about to do? I have no idea what's happening in the world. So 
what's up girl and she was like oh hey and i was like i oh and i was like oh that, i didn't even know that i needed that i didn't know that i needed that human interaction and that just that small piece of home oh um, that's nice so that was really cool to have that moment with her yesterday that, that is really nice yeah girl other than that what else is going on how you doing how you living sorry y'all i'm eating the clementine yeah, Courtney going in, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, this week, I have been just focusing on trying to be productive, and granted, it's been only a day and a half that we've been into the week. So, like you said, just trying to do a better job at managing my time, and not even so much managing my time. I do a pretty good job of that, but um, there are a lot of other projects outside of work that I've added to my calendar, so really trying to figure out how to contract my time out which is what I always wanted my life to look like anyway. Not necessarily just one form of project or investment that I can work in, work on during the day, um, just to diversify the income up a little bit. So finding ways to do that and build that. Mm, I have somebody that might be worth connecting you with, and she's a bobcat. Mm, nice. I just nice. say that because she, I know she has multiple streams. Um, and it's really a one woman show, but that's what she's yeah. all about is having those multiple streams, but allocating that time. And essentially she works for herself, um, right. but with different, different streams of income. So don't let me forget that. Um, okay. So we hope that you guys have, which I think you have been, I know we have been, have been enjoying, um, our Instagram live sessions. If you haven't caught on, we are going to continue to do those um, while in quarantine on the weeks that we do not drop an episode. So um, last week, we're going to we'll do just a quick recap before we go into past the mimosa. Um, okay. Recap it up, sis. We had a lot of engagement, which was really nice. <laughs> I can be up looking at your hair. Um, so a lot of engagement, which was good. And we talked about, um, we talked about everything under the sun. We were posed with a very interesting question around, um, what would you do if your significant other was on their deathbed and their ex wanted to see them and like kind of give their final goodbyes. And when I tell you, we might've should have started with that topic because, <laughs> Everybody was going in. I love the commentary of it. Um, I know that I pretty much landed on the side of it's a no for me. Um, but, you know, some people were a lot more open. I mean, yeah. it wasn't an entire yes, but it was like, you know, that's not for me to decide. It was a lot. People had quite a few um, different perspectives on that. What was your favorite part? That, of course, was my favorite question. But I, I like, well, let me just say, I landed on don't come to the deathbed, come to the funeral and sit in the back. Um, but I just like the, um, just the different perspectives and the different personalities. They were all just living so well. And it was just so entertaining. There's so many different types of people um, with just different thoughts and how they process things. So it was, it was really fun. I had a good time. 
also love that we all took some time to, you know, pay tribute to, you know, the healthcare workers and different ways that we can give back. Um, I thought that that was really cool. So um, um, any conversations surrounding, you know, just doing service of any kind, I'm always here for. So that was it was it was a really good time. I'm looking forward to the next. I'm looking forward to the next brunch. Yes. Um, thank you to everybody that submitted questions. You all kept us entertained. Um, yes. And kept us engaged. I think we had. No, everybody submitted through the platform except for one. But you know, he apparently right. gets, he gets special That's treatment, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So okay, well, let's pass the mimosa. Um, per usual, as of the quarantine, I won't say per usual because I've been drinking on the quarantine or during the quarantine. But this week, I'm drinking water again, so I'm gonna pass the mimosa to Kiana. Find out what she's doing. Yeah, I poured me up a nice glass of Cabernet just because I needed it and I wanted it. And so that that's what I did. Um, do you have a particular do you have a favorite brand? No, I don't have a brand that I absolutely swear by. When I was drinking sweeter wine, I had a brand that I went to, but I haven't found a brand that I'm just married to right now in terms of what I look for in my Cabernets. I'm looking for a brand that I can, you know, build a relationship with. But right now, no, I'm experimenting. I have been doing a lot of shopping at Aldi's, mm-hmm. which, you know, is honestly just the brother of Trader Joe's. And so I've been going through their wine selection all the way from the three bo- $3 bottles of wine up to the 16 bottles of, mm-hmm. bottles of wine, trying to figure out which one I like. But I don't know. It's probably going to take me to do some more wine tastings when the um, when the world is back open because I usually I usually will patron a particular brand of a of a at a winery that I'll go to. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I am more of a uh, liquor drinker, as you all know, whiskeys, bourbons. But I would like to get into more wines, but I am on the sweet side. Don't give me none of that dry stuff. So all that to say, if you have wine recommendations, um, sweet wine recommendations, please send them my way. I may put a call out on the page like send them my way because sis needs to know and I will go get them and I'll have a little wine tasting of my own at the house. Okay. And no bottle will go wasted. You know what? I do have some brands. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but when I see them, I can send you some sweet wines that I like. Maybe we can do a wine tasting okay. on the show. We, that's do a, a good wine. idea. That is a good idea. Um, yeah, I have one brand that I do like because of um, its alcohol percentage. <laughs> but, <laughs> <That's real. laughs> but other than that, um, nothing in particular that I can consistently go to in terms of sweet wine, sweet wines mm-hmm. that I would like to have. You know, I like to have a couple options of like go tos, like you know, just switch it up. Okay, well, that's that on that. Let's uh, All let's hit them with the affirmation, and then I'm gonna remember what we said we would start with. So the affirmation today. Is which y'all know I'm I'm still getting it. Don't worry. Today I affirm 
I am blessed with the autonomy to structure my life the way I want to experience it. I am conscious and present in my steps towards progress. Amen. Affirm it, believe it, walk in it. Claim it, manifest it. All of that. Do whatever you need to do to the good word. So whatever you receive them. That's funny because I feel like I'll let it go, but it triggered a topic for me. But anyway, okay. So this week we are going to be talking about, I think these are also um, quote unquote fun topics, but we wanted to start with, um, I'm just going to say it as it was written because I feel like it's very on point. Emotional availability while dating. Now, like I have told you all several times before, Kiana is the topic generator. (laughs) But this, I felt like, resonates, I think, especially because of where we are, like our dating spaces right now, which is why I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Like, that's a good one. Yeah. And I feel like people can relate to that just because I feel we're we're in this and I hope it's not a trend or a wave, but we're in this space of being just conscious in terms of like mental awareness, going to see therapists, kind of uh, working through um, your wellness in that way. And so I think it's a good topic to just kind of breach as we talk about it and whatnot. Um, So the first question that comes to mind for me, unless you want to start off with something else, let me know. No, no, go ahead. I was like, there's a delay. Um, It's like, how do you even breach that conversation with a significant other around emotional availability? Here's here's why I ask this question. Um, So I watch the reel sometimes or sometimes just the clips. And one time Mm -hmm. they were talking about um, baggage, emotional baggage, and like when to present that emotional baggage. And some people were, you know, erring on the side of like, I want to know on the first date. Other people are like, no, I need to feel safe to, you know, kind of be able to share that. Now, you know, we may not be talking specifically about baggage, but just that timeline of when you feel comfortable um, to have the conversations around emotional availability and where you are. Yeah. You know, I think. I think that's a good that's a good point um, in terms of assessing like where you are in that partnership. But I think even before that, I think you need to determine if you're emotionally available. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to figure out what your status is because you can be single, but single doesn't necessarily mean available. Yep. Um, so I think that that's that's the first step is just determining like where you are emotionally. If you have the capacity to be able to. Um, really carry somebody else's emotions, you know, or to really be in partnership with somebody else and their emotions during that time. But I do want to answer your question. So what was your question? Your question again? No, that was, you kind of answered it. Like, when do, when do you feel is the best time or not, maybe not the best time, but like appropriate time to have that conversation about emotional availability um, in a relationship, like does something, does it have to be triggered by something or is that something that you kind of want to know and discuss on the front end? I think it comes down to that, that conversation that you have with somebody when you first meet, like, what are you looking for? 
you know, I think that's when you can really, I think that's when you should disclose your emotional availability. Like, hey, I'm looking for something casual, meaning that I'm not going to be too emotionally invested and I'm just going to have a good time. Or, hey, I'm looking for something long term so then you can gauge your, you know, your emotional capacity and see if that's what you're looking for as well. I think that that's when those conversations start to happen. I don't think that we talk about it in a way like, hey, are you emotionally available for this relationship? Like, you could be picking up the phone like, hey, you're right. emotionally available right now and it's, it's not that it's it's when you're trying to figure out do you have the emotional capacity the bandwidth to really sustain a relationship with yourself first and with another person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree I agree for me um, like I said that's that's why I was like you kind of already answered the question because I think you have to determine for yourself by yourself first what your emotional um, capacity is before getting into something but also that emotion of that conversation about like what you want and what you're looking for to me, that is the emotional availability conversation. Like, and I don't think that happens enough of just being able to be direct forward and honest and saying, Hey, I am looking for something casual. Like, you know, I'm interested in getting to know you, but I'm not necessarily looking for anything serious right now. If it grows into that, um, you know, then great. I'm not entirely shut off, but the capacity that I have right now is just to get to know people. And that's the space that I'm in. Um, or, you know, would love to be your friend. I'm not looking for a relationship, you know, period. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for anything casual, like casual sex or anything like that either. Like just clearly defining what those, what your boundaries are. And being willing to ask the other person what their um, emotional boundaries are uh, during that time. So, you know, one of the things that I'm observing is that I know a lot of people who who really have set the precedent in some of their relationships. Like, hey, I just want to be friends. And let's say you decide you tell this person that you mean you just want to be friends, and then you guys still continue to get to know each other. And that person continues to build a relationship with you, meaning that it surpasses that emotional capacity that you said that you had the mm-hmm. the, the bandwidth to give. And so my question is, I've been in situations where I know that I have been dating when I, I wasn't able to, um, to, to give as much as I should have, as mm-hmm. much as I went into the situation you know, walking into it with, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to reciprocate that energy back. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you should still pursue that friendship with that person, even though they want more emotionally from you? Or do you think that it's safer just to cut it off and take that time to give yourself that emotional space? Do you think that one has, you have to do one to do the other? I don't. I think, um, I think that's what communication and comprehension is about and being able to say it's almost like, okay, I don't want to compare, but for me, communication is important because it gives people the opportunity to choose how they proceed in any interaction. So just Mm -hmm. like if you, if you cheat, I think people selfishly don't say anything and they're making the choice for the other person because they're having right. to stay under a false pretense, right? 
Um, so I think in this in this case around, you know, emotional capacity, I do think that it is on that person who may not feel like that they, you know, have the capacity anymore to continue in this way to communicate that to the other person and say, you know, I'm getting I'm getting the feeling that this is where this is headed and I'm enjoying it, but I want to be honest and transparent with you that I I just don't have the capacity to do that right now. Like I may still be interested in, you know, being friends or um, you know, even throwing out there if what you want to do is entirely cut it off, but giving them an opportunity to respond to that and being able to say, look, you know, if we need to take a step back for a minute, then we can do that. You know, I really don't want to cut it completely off. Um, I still want to, you know, engage with you in some way, but this is how I'm feeling about it. And if you all can come to whatever compromise or understanding that works for everybody, then okay. Um, but that is that is considering or you're under the impression then that it's in a healthy situation and relationship type of thing. If if everything ain't peachy keen, then it might be something different where you just feel like, look, I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with whatever all of this is. So I got to bounce. There's no negotiation in it or no compromise in it. You know, I actually had to have that conversation with somebody before this was there was a guy I was talking to. And he was giving me hella energy. And I don't even mean bad energy or good energy. It was just energy. Okay. It was a whole lot of it. And I had to let him know, like, hey, I just don't have, like, I can't even be mad at you for giving me the type of attention that I desire. But I just can't reciprocate it right now. Mm -hmm. And he was so understanding. He was like, I've never had anybody tell me that before. So I do believe that that can go a long way as long as you let somebody know how you feel and honestly even if that means I don't want to necessarily stop it but maybe we should we could slow it down Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's important too but I often feel like you know a lot of times with not women but I feel like it can be misleading for men or I think that men could take it they can interpret it the wrong way when a woman is spending time and may not necessarily have the emotional capacity but still enjoy their time with them because I think that men often assume that women want a full-blown relationship all the time. Mm, mm-hmm. Agreed. I really, I really believe that. And, and it's, it always shocks me when somebody's like, well, you, I want to be in a relationship. And I'm just like, oh, well, I never said that I did either. Right. <laughs> right. Where you get that from? You know, I remember... So, um, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, I'll just put it this way. I remember being in a situation where that that is now granted I was younger but it was that exactly that happened like um a friend of mine and I we were like getting closer as friends um and I think they thought they were picking up on some senses that I wanted more and so they tried to send like some communication through one of the other homies like yeah they concerned you know they 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 just want to make sure you're not thinking it's more than I was like I am not interested in this man (laughs) yeah like, it's not that at all. Like, I have no desire to date him, to talk, <laughs> whatever you want to yes. call it. Um, so I think you're absolutely right in that. Oftentimes, men are under the impression that women are automatically thinking, oh, I want something more with this guy. Like, right. that's not the case. Right. That that 
that is a, a very good point. I, I had a question for you. Now I lost it. Um, emotional capacity. I ain't going to think of it. It may come back to me. Do you have something else? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know when you're dating, how do you know when somebody is emotionally unavailable? Ooh, you made me remember my question. Um, how do you know someone is emotional, emotionally unavailable? I think, and I know we say this all the time, I think it starts with knowing what you need when dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that this is the only qualifier, but if you're not getting that, so say say it's time and attention or, you know, say it's whatever love language it is that you have. What you about to do? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh. No, 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 girl. <laughs> but I think, I think you can pick up on it when I think based on off of the conversation, their engagement level, like, yeah. And not even necessarily like, Oh, he not responding to my text messages because maybe he's just not a texter. We all know that I'm that person. But because yeah. if he's responding to text messages, but, you know, he'll FaceTime you or he'll call you, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, that might be his form of engagement. But if there's no or there if there is no or minimal engagement at all, then I think sometimes that is a flag or um, not not dating, like not going out, not doing things, not spending time with each other. Um, those would be things that would lead me to believe that, you know, maybe you're not, maybe not emotionally available, but just maybe not available. So what does that mean? And I think that at that point, that's the time to like revisit that conversation. Like, how available are you? Is this right. something that you want? Um, and reconsider that. What about you? Like, what are what are some of the signs that you've seen? Um, I have a couple more in my head, but... I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I think I know when somebody isn't emotionally available when they listen, but they don't hear me. Mm. Um, Like they're listening just for the sole purpose, just to check it off a box, but not really um, taking into account the things that I'm saying or or really like apply them to the relationship that we're trying to establish. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... I notice it when I hear a lot of comparisons between their past and what we're presently trying to do. And I'm just like, you're, you're too stuck back there. We can't move or, um, forward in the future. Um, so I know that your emotions are still tied up in that previous partnership. Um, mm-hmm. I think another one too is when somebody is really idealistic about future plans without taking into consideration you being a part of, or, or, or not even just you being a part of it, but when somebody brings that up too soon. For instance, there was a guy I went out on a date with, and I remember him asking me, he was like, so do you cook? It was like an interview. He was like, do you cook? Mm. And I was like, for myself? And I was like, do you cook? And he was like, yeah, I'm looking for a woman that, that definitely can cook. And I'm just like, Nigga, hopefully you can cook for yourself. How about that? Like, how are you been getting along all of this time? And what happens if you meet somebody who are all of these amazing other attributes and the thing that you're missing is cooking? Like, how trivial is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if 
but whatever. You can have your own wants and needs, but obviously, in order to meet the right person, you do have to be very flexible. And I think that cooking and not cooking when you're already single and can cook for yourself shouldn't really be a deal breaker. You can already provide for yourself, but whatever. Um, and then, of course, a person who can't, for me, I'm not the best communicator. I will say that I'm not the best communicator. I think it's always an area that we can all improve upon. However, I do think that it's important that I'm able to communicate or articulate my feelings to someone. I think that if that person struggles to even tell me the emotional side of their day, it just shows me that we, we won't connect on that deeper level. So I don't think that you're available for that type of, you know, deeper, deeper connection. So those are some of the things that I try to be mindful of when I'm dating. Um, the one that stood out for me that I was also going to say as well was um, listening. Because I feel like it's one thing to communicate. It's another thing to comprehend. But you have to be open to comprehending. Like if you're not able, like if you're listening to respond and not listening to understand, um, like you're ready to like combat and be defensive about whatever it is that I say, as opposed to like trying to gain understanding and then find um, resolve, then sometimes that's a flag for me. And another one is uh, pettiness. Like mm. I know it's general, but I've experienced this a couple times where, um, where, okay, I'll give the example of me texting. Um, like I'm not a good texter. I would rather talk on the phone. Like if we're going to talk, like I'd rather, and that's, that's with anybody. Like we just, just call me whatever. And so I experienced a guy or two that will, if I text, like say he texts me and then now me not also for a guy, me also not responding may say something about my level of interest for a guy, (laughs) but I've had guys respond in a way where you can tell like they will wait five hours to text me back just to be petty. And I only know it because it's like come up in conversation um, where it'd be like, well, you, you didn't call me back. So I figured I would wait till, till I called you back or, you know, I'll wait a little while before I called you back or you did this. So I figured I'll do that. And it was just like, I wasn't doing that to be petty though. <laughs> You're reacting in a petty way. And so then that tells me maybe you're not ready for something like this or, and kind of to your point earlier, like kind of bringing things from a previous relationship. So maybe they're acting petty for that reason, because, you know, they've experienced that in previous relationships where it's just like you, that's not fair to put that on me. And I had no idea, you know what I mean? That that's, you know, that that's why you're acting petty or responding in this way. So when I see things like that, I'm just like, mm, I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship or dating someone yeah. or even exploring the opportunity with someone um, that is just that that's going to be their go to, like a tip for tat. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. So that's normally a red flag for me. And that's not to say that we won't talk about it, but again, comprehension. If you're not willing right. to change, understand, and change behavior then that's another layer of your inability to be ready and available. You know, I listened to this podcast and I mentioned it here before 
a few times the love hour. Um, I love Mrs. Kendall stage, Melissa, and she she gives me a lot of different perspective. And she talked about how to initiate, how to request change in a relationship, and how that conversation oh, yeah. goes and what that looks like because. You know, even requesting change in a relationship is is difficult because you don't change yes. immediately. Like you change gradually, so that's why you have to extend so much grace. But we're talking about just dating, and so sometimes <laughs> you don't have to give as much grace as right. you do when you're in a relationship. Um, I did want to piggyback off of one more thing that I find to be a red flag, and then I want to talk about some green flags because I think those are important yes. too. Um, but another thing that shows me. Um, a lack of emotional availability is lack of accountability for me. I think that um, ding, 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 when ding. cannot take account, because my thing is I expect, expect me to fuck up. Or let me just put that out there. Whoever <laughs> listening, whoever interested, whoever may not be interested, whoever homeboy may be interested, let them know I'm fucking up. Okay. Expect me to fuck up, but expect me also to accept responsibility for my fuck ups and to, have a change of heart or try to, you know, do my best to rectify that wrong because I believe that everybody should be granted the grace to make mistakes, but it's all about how you recover from them. And so I think that when we can't reach a consensus where you can take accountability, even if that wasn't your intention, but that was the way I received it. I just appreciate that gesture. So that was another red flag for me. But I want to talk about green flag, green flags, the things that we see that we think, you know, are the highlighters that, hey, he's emotionally for me. That's my man right there. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I believe is an emotional green flag is open communication. I love a man that can communicate, even if it means like, hey, I text you and you don't get back to me three hours later. But when you respond, you say, Hey, sorry I missed your text. You know, I was taking a nap. Even just that brief, I think that that's nice to have um, that ease of mind just so that, you know, because you you do wonder when you reach out to somebody that you like and you're interested in and you don't hear from them. I think that it is important not not to say that you have to always reassure that person, but nobody wants to feel ignored. And I appreciate when somebody can take those small gestures and just be like, hey, I was actually asleep. Or, hey, I was in a meeting. I wasn't ignoring you. So I appreciate when somebody even has that small level of detail because I think that it's in those small moments where it matters the most because those are things that add up. And next thing you know, you want an argument about how you ain't let somebody know that you ain't text them back seven years ago and that was actually sleep. They could have just told you that then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and another thing that I think is important too is clear intentions. I think that if somebody lays out what their intentions are in terms of, hey, I want this to be something long-term, Hey, you know, I'm really um, enjoying your energy and your company. I really see this going somewhere, you know, and this is where I see it going. I really like somebody who can be direct with me. If you are beating around the bush, my thing is I don't like to beat around the bush, so I'm just going to speak directly. But if you're beating around the bush, I ain't going to chase you around that bush. So you need to speak directly to me so that I can address you um, so that we can make sure that we're on the same wavelength. Um. What else is a good green flag? So for me, um, mine are the accountability and then change behavior. And change behavior in the sense that um, 
Like, I'm not expecting something to change overnight, but that acknowledgement of, again, like you said, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm also going to acknowledge that mistake. And I'm also going to be intentional, not, you know, and not trying to be petty, but like, and also not to throw it in anybody's face, but I want you to be mindful. Like I had somebody, I can't remember what it was, whatever the case was. I remember them like we had had an issue and then, you know, we discussed it. And then when talking about it, I think something else happened and they were like, hey, I'm just letting you know, like I'm doing this because I I truly am trying to make an effort to, you know, to improve in this area. So not like a throw it in your face type of thing. But I want you to know that I am being mindful of what you said. I heard you. I acknowledge it. And this is what I'm doing to try to, you know, to try to change that behavior. So, um that change behavior is like a huge green flag uh, for me. And I think in the opposite, you know, is that listening and listening and making me feel heard, you know, just acknowledging what I said. Um, I think, excuse me. Sorry, y'all. That water is strong. Yeah. What's happening there? Um, Shoot, but listen, oh, so, you know, even in in the moments of conversation, like directly in that moment, being able to say, okay, this is what I hear you saying to me. That way you can have that conversation of, okay, yep, you got it right on point. That's exactly it. Or not quite, but, yeah. here, you know, here's what I mean. So just being heard is really important because to me, if you're just like nodding and smiling and being like, and again, just listening to respond and defend your side, um, then you know we're not getting anywhere. So For those sure. are those are my those are my green flags that acknowledgement, accountability, and change behavior um, are big. I have two more to add that I think are important to me. I think that inclusiveness is important to me. I don't necessarily have to be your world, but I just want to feel included in the fact that we are um, pursuing this partnership together. And it doesn't necessarily have to even be exclusive either. I just want to make sure that I'm taking into consideration and I'm included in that, you know, you don't feel like you are the only driver here. That's really big for me because I'm really big on my independence. and I don't, I'm not going to sacrifice, you know, certain levels of my independence. And I also think that, um, Emotional safety is a good green flag for me where you can, where I can feel warm, where I can feel safe to even share some of those thoughts or even some of my concerns with you. I think that. And not necessarily about you, just in general. Yeah, just in general. I think that if I just decide to confine you, I think that that's an important attribute of a relationship. And so I see that as a a safe zone for me and and I want that in a partner. So I think that. That's also another indicator for me to move forward. Agreed. Those are two good ones. Those Thanks, are two really man. Good ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got anything else to add to the emotional availability conversation? No, I don't. I just, um, I'm very, it's been very interesting during the quarantine just to see the emotional red lights, green lights, yellow lights in between because Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, you know, it ebbs and flows just like you're feeling. Some days you want to, some days you don't. And I think that that 
is an experience of a single person. And I think that that is important to understand and to honestly expect in your singleness is to understand, you know, whether you're emotionally available or not, because just because you're single, you are, does not mean that you're available. Agreed. And my only final thought on this is to share with people that we also have to understand and be prepared for kind of to your point about it ebbing and flowing. Like you may not have the same availability in the middle that you did in the Mm -hmm. beginning. You never know because things change for for people. Life happens like some, they can be, they and you can be triggered by anything. Um, There's a Bobcat who um, is on Instagram who I like I won't shout her out because that's her business but um (laughs) but she's also very transparent um who i appreciate her transparency around her relationship she has a significant other that she's been with um for years but she's also been very transparent about like there were times where she felt like or they felt like they weren't going to make it because of just life happening and so when life happens sometimes your emotional availability does shift um so it is important to kind of be on the front end and figure out how you can be proactive about saying hey how are we going to engage around certain things and like if I if I do end up being a little bit more closed off how do I need to communicate that so that you understand or you know so we can talk about space whatever that may be but just acknowledging that emotional availability will shift and it can be on a spectrum it will be on a spectrum because it's a part of you and you're on a spectrum. Right. We're always all evolving. So it's going to change. It sure will. But again, like you said, it is great to check in with you and know where you are on that gauge. Know where, check your temperature, read the room. Mm-hmm. Read yourself before you read the room. Like you are your room. Read your room. <laughs> because before you go trying to like read somebody else, Read yourself. Check yourself and be in tune with that. All right, folks. I think that's all we have on that matter. That's that on that. That's that on that. That's how we're going to end every segment, every topic. That's that on that. Let's do it. I like that. Um, What was I going to say? So, we're going to move on to our second topic. And for some reason now, I can't find it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there we go. He got um, it, girl. Actually, I'll let you, I'll let you introduce this one. Ooh. You need the so topic? So, I okay. chose this topic. And the topic is how to maintain a friendship during growth spurts. The reason why I chose this topic um, was because I think you know, as we are in quarantine, and I'll try not to give away too much from this, too, because a lot of this you can see in Insecure, and I know it's what people probably will reference. Mm. But just in life, period, you know, in the stage that we are, you know, I just turned 30. Courtney is an adult as well. And so <laughs> Thank you, because that's my business. <laughs> All right, that's your business. So Courtney is an adult as well. And as you become an adult, and I've had very long, substantial relationships, even you know, this relationship that we have, that Courtney and I have has been maintained over a significant amount of time now. And, you know, everybody grows at different rates. And I think that it's important to 
learn how to have those discussions, especially in terms of female um, relationships, because I think that they are so sacred, at least to me, the way that I view my female relationships. They're very, very sacred relationships that I have in my life. And I think it's important to understand the same way that you may have that emotional ebb and flow in your relationship. You will have those ebb and flows in your friendships as well. And you have to be mindful and sensitive to yourself and to others as you grow, as you grow apart, as you come back together. And I just really wanted to take the time to really talk about what that looks like because it's evolved for me drastically. (laughs) Um, I can only speak from personal experience, but I was the kind of person that if you didn't serve me, and I still am that way, if you don't serve me, you got to move. You got to go. You got. I got to remove you. I got to cut out the dead, um, the dead weight. Um, what I see, I see it as, um, what is it? I think there's a, a scripture, like I'm the true vine, anything that grows from me, you know, it produces life. And I really live and die by that. If it doesn't produce good, then it's producing death. And they don't have nothing that needs to be in my life. And then I got to the point where I realized that some of these friendships that were honestly, they were dead still. Uh, they were dead in that moment. And because I know that I've been in these relationships for an extended amount of time, that doesn't mean that our paths won't cross again in the future and that we could still revive those relationships. So I look at them a lot differently, but also I'm curious, you know, how to do a better job at maintaining that when we're going through those seasons and that we know we need to take some time apart. So yeah, just wanted to open it up, chat about it. Courtney, have you experienced some growth spurts with friends recently or, you know, any any significant growth spurts with friends that you can recall and you don't want to give away too much of your your girl's your girl business, but just situational. Um, yeah, I can can think of like one significant time where I felt like I was making a shift um and it was over a course of a period of time. So it wasn't just like this one moment. Um, but I did get to, there was like a culminating moment where it was just like, all right, I need some, you know, advice about this. Um, and it really didn't have any, it wasn't specific. Like I cherish my, you know, my friendships with my, uh, women friends as well. But I think anybody knows that if I call you friend, like that's a big deal. Like, I know a lot of people that are associates, but I get I guarantee you there are a few people that would like introduce me as friend and I would introduce them as by their name. Like <laughs> Oh you that one. Oh you that you that friend. Yeah. Cause it's not that. Um, because I take it just that seriously. Um, but I remember being in this space probably the last two years of college and then once I finally graduated, I remember calling a friend of mine, um, shout out to Keith, and he probably doesn't even remember this, but I felt like I was just shifting in terms of my interests. Um, I'm I'm the type of person where it's just like, I don't do small talk, like mm-hmm. I want something deeper. And so I felt like I was in a place of um, wanting something deeper and not that, and it wasn't that I wanted to cut off any of my friends because you know, I say this to you all the time, like certain friends are meant for certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I knew that I was in a place of, I loved my friends for what they were, but I was in need of something else. So who did, who else did I need to align with to get what I felt like I was missing? Um, Right. 
And so while I felt like I was growing and not necessarily in a different direction, maybe just at a different time in this particular area, I didn't have this desire to cut anybody off. I just had a desire of like, where do I need to go so that I feel um, poured into in this particular area? Yeah. Um, And Keith was a friend that I felt like I could reach out to to say, you know, help me navigate this. Yeah. Um, And so that was helpful. I would say that's probably the most significant because when I when I'm going through growth spurts for myself. For me, it hasn't been about anybody else. It's just always been about me. And so um, and that may be a little selfish, but I say that in the terms of like it hasn't been something someone else did. And even if it might have been sparked by that, it's always been about how did I respond to it? Like, right. And where where do I need to fall in line with myself in terms of like why I'm responding in the way that I am? Um, right. And what about that? What about their action triggers something for me? Um. So I think I've been fortunate. And so I prefaced all of that with how I am in being selective with calling friends, friends, because Mm -hmm. I don't think I have that issue of being like, Oh, I need to cut this person off. I need to cut that person off. Do I maybe need to adjust how they are in my space? Mm -hmm. Maybe, but again, that has more to do with me than them because who am I to say, Oh, you need to do a, B and C you need to change. I just need to navigate how I interact with you. And that's, sure. gonna, and that's going to make, you know, that's going to make a world of a difference for me. And that's not to say that, you know, I haven't been in situations where um, I don't even want to call it conflict, but whatever, for lack of a better term, where something doesn't need to be addressed or something needs to be addressed that I don't just address it. But again, I'm just very introspective where I'm going to look at myself first and see what role I'm playing in it before I go to them and be like, oh, you need to do yeah need to do this that or the other you know i believe i agree with what you said it's all in your reaction because like i said it's been a journey for me because i think that like let me go back to college you know the way that i was reacting is you know i'm about to pop off and i'm gonna tell you how i feel and that's just what it is you're gonna take it for how it is and i can come off i'm a straight shooter so sometimes that isn't always easy to swallow Mm-hmm. So I have to, I had to learn how to work on my delivery because uh, I thought that my delivery was too harsh. And then there was a point in time. Also, let me just say this too. Let me preface this by saying this. I'm the type of person, I think, not even I think, I know based off my upbringing, I've shared with you guys before, where I'm from, I operate from codes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I operate on codes. I operate on respect. And I, one of my friends, he actually challenged me this week and I appreciate him for that. So shout out to Rico for that. I was telling him that, you know, I just always need to have a mutual respect. My thing is I've I've never coined myself as being the nicest person. I always thought that I was kind and very respectful. And he told me that, you know, what I was asking for, I wasn't exactly using the right word for it, was that I wanted respect, but I really wanted reverence. Mm -hmm. And he was like, those are two different things. That means without conditions that you will always still have to have that respect, that honor. And that's what I look for in my friendships. And so when I would find that, you know, as we grew, certain people would not have the same respect that they once had before, because I think that 
you know, spending time apart, I think you forget how certain people operate when you come back together. And for me, when those things are broken, I have to break our our covenant or whatever we decide, our relationship, because I felt like, you know, you disrespected something for me that I, that I honored. So I removed myself. And then I got to this point where it was no longer blowing up on people, but let me try to observe more. So I became a quiet observer, which I think scared the shit out of my friends. Like when things were going awry or things would go crazy, they were so used to me being, you know, so overt and outspoken that I was just so quiet and reserved. They didn't know what the hell was about to happen. They had no, they had no idea. And so I thought at that point it was better to, you know, make decisions based off of context, really take in the entire situation and make a decision best for myself. And I think that's when I decided, you know, like you said, it's almost selfish. I need to do what's best for me in this scenario because I've given you time. I've given you even grace. But I also think that throughout that, I did not communicate that this wasn't something that was fitting for me. However, when I believe... Still, I still stand by you just treat people how you want to be treated. Those codes that I live by are very simple. Treat people how you want to be treated. And I think that sometimes people can treat you the way that they don't want to be treated and expect you to think that that's okay. Um, and sometimes I believe that that doesn't necessarily need to be communicated. Decency, human decency doesn't have to be communicated. I don't believe we should be out here begging for human decency for, for folks. So um then I will just make the decision to remove myself. You know, at mm-hmm. that point, that, that, that is my job to remove myself. And I think that's when I finally realized that maybe not cut this friendship off. I don't have any problem with you, but we need to cross paths at another time because we are not on the same wavelength. We don't operate in the same ways. Honestly, sometimes these discussions, because even though you may have some discussions with some people, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person it can be receptive or even have the capacity to understand and move that conversation to a resolution. And I think that's important before you try to have a conversation when you are going through these girls first. Like, can you even hear me out? Mm-hmm. Can we even find a middle ground? And if you can't, we do need to take a pause on this. And so I think I think that that's important. And I think pauses are important. I think pauses are are something that we don't do enough. We're being paused right now. We needed mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So I want to respond to a couple things because I do think it's important for people to understand that it doesn't have to be all or nothing um, and that you can pause and sometimes you just need a reset. Um, but I also think that it's important Um, And I'll elaborate on this is that we have to make sure that we are defining things that are important to us in the same way. So not only are we communicating them, but we're defining them, too. And so um, an example I'll give now, this is more like relationship oriented, but you'll get the (laughs) you get the point. Um, Y'all know I call my sister. my. um, You said what? So walk me there. You know who I get. Right. Make it play. Got to walk you through it. Um, y'all know I call my sister my personal. Uh, Yana, however you say her name, Van Zandt, it don't matter because she ain't got real credentials anyway. Um, that was rude. Yes. But so I remember talking to my sister about a guy, actually. And um, we were having, I was telling her how we were having this conversation of, you know, he wanted to explore some things and I'm like, we don't want the same things. And, you know, he said something about he didn't know what he wanted. And I was like, that's the problem. And so I remember my sister saying to me, um, 
but y'all are saying we don't want the same things, but you haven't defined what those things are. So y'all are just like having this conflict over something that you don't even know what it is. What if you're saying, what if you're saying, which this is a real thing, not in this situation, but um, what if you're saying you don't want kids and he's talking about he doesn't want animals, like he doesn't want pets, like you could be talking two different languages. So I think it's important that when you, because I think I often know, not I often notice, but sometimes I will notice like, I may get frustrated about something and the other person may have no idea why I'm frustrated. Like they have a completely different perspective. And so I think that's important when we're talking about, and this is not to say that you don't do this. This is more so for the listeners. Like when we talk about respect, you got to know what respect means to you. You have to know what loyalty means to you. And if somebody is going against that, um, I think it's important to communicate that with them in some situations because <laughs> you also got to recognize energies. Not every conversation is worth having. You know what I'm saying? No. Like we, not, we don't need to fight every battle, but we do no. have to at least acknowledge that we might be coming from two completely different perspectives um, perspectives, and we haven't even acknowledged what each other's perspectives are. And sometimes those are the situations where you're like, Okay, noted. She could be thinking something completely different. I still don't care for it. So I'm going to go ahead and exit stage left. Or she's thinking something completely different. Maybe I need to clear the air to say, oh, like, and I've had to do this with coworkers, friends, colleagues, like, you know, relationships. This just happened to me in like a coworker relationship the other day. Like we were in, um, we were in a call with one of our vendors and they're trying to get insight on what we need. And so I'm going down the list. Like we need da, 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 da. I get a call later from my coworker and she's just like, well, I want you to know we have tried a B and C and I was like, Oh sweetie, this had nothing to do with you. Like this was from the perspective of me needing to gain my knowledge on this particular area. I'm very aware, you know, of everything that you're, that you've done for me. It's about building upon that or whatever. And so it was just like, we were coming from two different places. And so while she was sitting over there offended about something, I'm thinking I'm complimenting something because I'm like, she's done all of this great work. I just want to build upon it for myself. So short answer or short and short. You didn't ask me, not a thing. <laughs> short, shorter clarification. Um, I, I just think it's important to define those, but also know what battles are worth going after because some sometimes it just it's not worth it it's not that big a deal yeah you know i really believe i tell people all the time there's a million ways to do one thing and so if you tell me to go get something i can take a million different routes if you wanted to specify which route you wanted me to take then you need to let me know that but i do think that that's important i also think it's important to understand that friendships in yep I think that, <laughs> and that's okay too. I think that we need to be better at understanding relationships in general because I think that relation, I think that a friendship is just another type of relationship. Yeah. There's so many relationships you have in your life, but a friendship is a different part of relationship. And I think that sometimes we think that friendships are supposed to be marriages, and they're not. 
and there's seasons for them too. And, and we I hold them to the same standard almost sometimes. Like it is, it is. And I'm just like, you have to understand that love is freedom. And if that person needs to go on a path to do whatever it is that they're supposed to do, free them. Let free them yourself. Go. Um, because you need to make room and you need to make room for friendships as well. So in the same way that we say we want to make room for relationships and new new relationships to come into our life. I'm a big component of that. I believe that some of my friendships had to be removed in order for some new friendships to be formed. I travel around the world. I have to make space for new things because I'm always consuming new things. And so I have to make sure that I have the space available for that. But I also think that we just get a lot of pressure in terms of maintaining friendships when we think they're supposed to serve us and they're not. I think that it's a normal thing that friendships in. For example, I think about you know, us being in grade school and first grade kindergarten, we loved everybody. I'm sure we were in class, but naturally along that way, we lost those people and didn't think twice of it. It was just a natural progression of life. What makes you think that that won't happen in all areas of your life? And that you doesn't mean there has to be any beef or bad blood. It's just like, I'm still rooting for you. I just don't talk to you anymore. Like, ain't no, it's yeah, no problem. And that's okay. It's okay. Like you said, I think it's important to know how to invest your energy. I think that it's important to know where your energy goes. If you find that your energy isn't being matched or met or exceeded, you want to take that back, apply it to somewhere else. And that may mean that that may, you may have to take that energy away from a certain relationship. And I think that that's fine. You have to do what you have to do with the fuel that you have. You only, you only have so many limits. We're all limited. We all limited. We're not. And limited. you can't spread that energy everywhere. Yes, and like, you also don't you want to, other people's bad energy bleeding on you. Take because you got to save some for yourself. You got to save some for some other areas that are important to you. Like, soon, God willing, my energy is about to shift. Y'all might not hear from me as much as soon as I get a man. <laughs> like, and that's just real. I'm not just going to yeah. give y'all as much time as I once did. Because my energy has to be placed someplace else. That doesn't mean I don't love you. That doesn't mean I'm not still interested in what it is that you're doing on a daily basis. Um, or how you're coping with certain things. Like, I would still expect Kiana to call me if she got something going on with work and she needs some um, HR advice. Like that's, still, like, that's still going to happen. But your availability should change sometimes depending on where you're at in your life. And I also think that, let me just say this as a single person, single people's availability be fucking disrespected all the time. This It gets disrespected all the time. Just because I'm single, just because I'm not in a relationship, don't guarantee you the right to my energy. If somebody was married and they had kids, you would expect to hear from them niggas less. So why you still expect me to hear? Like, I may have other things that I'm married to that I'm giving birth to as well. So I don't understand why that that is the common thing for me that I struggle with because I feel like there is a lack of consideration for single people and the autonomy that we have. That doesn't mean that that space isn't being taken up by something as significant as what you got going on. I'm not saying that it's more. I'm not saying less, but it's as significant as whatever it is that you're pursuing in your life. So give me that same respect that so many other people. You don't necessarily have to have a physical person there for in order to have, for it to be significant. 
Let me just say that. It does not have to be a significant person, whether it be a husband, whether it be a kid, whether it be a dog, whether it be a mama, whether it be a grandma. It could be my fucking bookcase. It could be I was just the, it, it could be, be nothing at all. It could be, it could be my yoga mat. My hair. It could be me doing a wine tasting with my friends. If that's what I want to carve out as important to me in my time, that's my time. I don't tell you what to do with your time. And, and we all made a choice. You chose yes, to did. have, and this this ain't no shade. So anybody in a relationship or and or with children um, and or married, this is not shade. This is just, just saying respect our time as well. You made a choice to have children. You made a choice to be in a marriage. And not that, to say that those aren't things that we want or that we don't want. But respect my time because I'm making choices to spend my time on, at one point it was a business, development, work, whatever it is, my fitness, my health. That's what I'm choosing to spend my time on. My bed. (laughs) I don't care what it is. But just because I don't, just because we don't have children and or a significant other right now does not mean we're sitting at home twiddling our thumbs and we have all this magical time. We are, or maybe just, we are, or maybe we are, and it's or maybe time. we are. We are all just spending our time differently because we made choices. So I, I really want to put that out there because that be blowing. We we get on that time. all the time because we we both feel very strongly about that, and we be. I wish the people could have seen my face right now because as soon as you start talking, I'm like, yes, let them know, sis, because what I do with my that, time is and, my and, time, and I think it applies. And this is probably another episode for another time, but it applies to money. It's all that availability. Like, why do you think I have these available? Because I'm single. I have the freedom to apply them where I want them to be. That's that's the difference. I don't have. I'm not obligated to to, to place these this time, this money, these resources, and these other things. However, I get to choose where I want them to go. So that means that those are still being assigned to something. But I'm not obligated to them. I have the freedom and the flexibility to make that look however I wanted to at any given time, based on the agreement I make with myself. With my damn self. So I think that I just I just want people just to have a little bit more consideration when we talk about that availability, especially when it comes to single women, um, because we are all important. We are all bosses in our own right. We all own shit in our own right. We all are running stuff in our own right. And don't dismiss the next woman, no matter if she is, if her lifestyle doesn't look like yours. Respect it, honor it, support it, and, and move then a, move, move about it. Move about it and mind, mind your business, because that's my business. What I do is so, my business. That's that. But, I, <laughs> but I think that... Um, a good thing to do is maintain boundaries while you're going through a growth spurt with friendships. I think that that is important. I had a conversation with someone a few days ago, um, and we were we were go- we are going through a growth spurt in our friendship, and um, I felt like she was talking to me very aggressively, hmm. and I and I had to put that boundary out like hey you can't speak to me that way don't know how you talk to you but you can't speak to me in that regard so I think it's important to be firm and to maintain those firm boundaries and and what you're moving forward in and that in that new season in your life and and to see if that that person can serve that and if not feel free to go about that path but I do think it's important that you establish your boundaries while you are ironing out 
those issues through your growth spurt. And that's for anybody in relationship, yeah. uh, whether friendship, but we're talking about friendship specifically. But I think that is as just, if not more important in friendship, is to really iron out those boundaries because I think that friends and family are the people that we push our boundaries for the most. And to your point, because I feel like we often see this where it's just like, like I think we've even seen this during quarantine, like now is the time when um, you really see who your real friends are, those that are checking on you, da 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 And it's just like, that's not necessarily the case. Like, we have to not take everything so personal. So if, if a person goes ghost, it may have nothing to do with you. Um, on the flip side of that, too, though, is I think I do also think that it's important to or even helpful to um, communicate when you're going through a growth spurt with those that you feel comfortable and safe with doing that, because you don't necessarily have to put out a notice to everybody, because I think sometimes, you know, you get the people that are like making an Instagram post of hey, I'm about to be off of social media for two months. I'll holler at y'all when I get back. Like, if that's that's your business, do that. Um, but sometimes there may be people where you just feel like, you know, that you talk to on a regular basis where it's just like, you know what, I'm going through a growth spurt right now. Like, nothing's wrong. Just know I may not be as engaged. I may not be as available as I once was because then you do, you know, on the back end of that, you could find where people are just like, well, what's going on with her? I ain't heard from her. Da, 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 da. I know that I have friends where we're really good about that, where it's just like, sis, you know, I'm going through something right now, so I probably won't be, you know, y'all probably won't see me out for a little bit. And that's not required, but sometimes it's right. nice to do because I do that, in this, and I don't do that with everybody because, again, that would be like me sending out a mass text or telling everybody on social media, like, oh, okay, I'm going through something, y'all, whatever. But... I may say, hey, Kiana, you know, I might not be as available right now, um, but I'm telling you because I also want you to, you know, just keep me on your prayer list or something like that. You know what I mean? Like so that you can also support me in return. Um, But I just want to reiterate the fact that it doesn't have to be everybody. But if you feel safe and comfortable with sharing with certain people, especially those relationships that you do value, it's okay to say that. It's okay not to say anything at all, but it's okay to say that and not feel like. Ooh, I feel like, you know, I got to keep it to myself or they don't want to hear it. And also if that person or people don't feel like you are that person, they want to communicate that with that to give grace. Yeah. You get grace every day. Exactly. So give grace to people if they don't have the capacity or honestly, the, or desire. The, the, yeah. The desire to want to tell you, like you don't, you don't trump. You are not the center of everybody's world. Right. You know, you're the center of your world and your world only, and hopefully your significant others and your and maybe your kids if they're at a young age, not as adults. But you, you're not you're the you're the center of your own world. So give people grace, give them compassion, and you know just give them love. Our job is to love each other, and there's not enough people who really extend what the true definition of love and what really friendship is friendship is very like you said it's a sacred 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 thing to be a friend i tell people that all the time they're just like that's they tell me like well that's your friend no jesus is a friend (laughs) you want to talk about a real friend friend friend. like if we're talking friendship that ain't friendship 
So I think that um, that that's important too, and I think it's important to define what your what friendship is to you. I think everybody has different definitions of what their friendship is. Um, all of my relationships go through Christ first, so everything is godly. But anybody else, they may base that on something else. Yep. I hear so yeah. Do you have any um tidbits? Any more tidbits on how to maintain a friendship during a growth spurt? No, I would just say I saw a meme about that where where um black folks be like, What you doing? He'd be like, Nothing, I'm just over here cleaning. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me think. I do understand nothing. Yes. Nope. So yes. Um the biggest things for me is just, you know, offer that offer that grace to yourself and to others. We have to recognize that it's not all about us. And like Kiana said, we are not the center of everybody's world. Um, and then to be transparent where you feel comfortable doing that. Um, and then lastly, remember that you also have to, you don't have to, but the things that you sometimes have a ten- Oh, excuse us. I didn't even realize the outfit that we had on today. Yeah, I know we're looking cute. No, um, I'm not. Don't let her fool you, <laughs> Um, Shoot, you made me lose my thought with that outfit. Oh, shoot. Extend the grace. Be transparent. And mm, I completely lost it. That, okay. that was the main one that I wanted to I share. got one. Hopefully you can remember yeah. it. It's just one. I know I will leave it at this. Iron sharpens iron. And I think that it is important to understand who sharpens you, who doles you, who who ignites you. You know, I think that it's important to check the fruit, check the check the produce and see what it's matching up with. And, you know, you know yourself best and you know what you need. And I really believe that there as much as we we mourn, you know, the death of relationships, I always rejoice and, and the newness of what comes next, because I've never seen anything that left ever leave me without in the future. So iron sharpens iron. Remember that. I'm here for it. I couldn't think of that last bit. So okay. that's going to be that on that. That's all good. That's that on that. All right. Let's actually not. Um, we're not going to do those now just because of. I just realized something. We're going to keep going, but yes. Um, all right, let's move on to tips. Okay. Who's prepared? I'm not. I am. Yay. I got you. So I am giving a tip this week. I am giving an 80% tip to my friend, my brother, Sean P. Diddy Cole. Oh so... Diddy has launched a website called ourfairshare.com, which is a platform built to help minority entrepreneurs and small business small businesses access much needed capital amid the economic devastation brought by COVID-19. And I just think that that's dope that Diddy is partnering with a lot of black banks to help, um, you know, fund funding for black businesses. I think that's important. I think it's important now that if you can give your dollar, keep your dollar in our community more than anything, you know, really try to buy black right now because those are, we want to make sure that our brothers and sisters, you know, they, they keep prospering through this and they're not, they're not tainted by this and we can really 
we are the biggest buying power in America. So I really salute Diddy for that. Thank you. Thank you for just walking in leadership, you know, through this whole pandemic and really using your platform to really, you know, fight for the culture. Diddy been doing it, vote or die. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. Sometimes, you know, we are all human. Everybody has their flaws. But at the end of the day, you got to salute people with what they do. And I think that we should look at the, um, the sil- find the silver linings and really look at what people can do to help the masses. And so just want to give that shout out to Diddy this week. Awesome. I'm still scrolling. So I might have to um, forego my tip this Throw some week. money on that tip there. Yeah, I'll throw some I'll throw some money on yours. I was trying not to. I feel like we be giving we be giving Diddy a lot of love, but we give him a lot of love because he be doing things that's tip worthy. He so, is love. That's his name. So Lord have mercy. So <laughs> I I'll throw some money on that tip, but I'ma come I might even come with two next time just to be Ooh. better, right? And I never do that just to be better prepared. Um so yeah, we'll leave it at that. Do you have a spot or a chef that you would like to shout out this week? I do. I have a chef that I'm going to shout out this week. Her name is Nikita. She can be found on Instagram. Her name is Snooty Foodie. Um, she is one of my homegirls that I met here in Nashville and recently reconnected with in Atlanta. Um, and so go check her page out. She does phenomenal recipes. Girl be cooking it up. She was in Nashville not so long ago, and I was sad that she was here cooking, and I, I wasn't there to get blessed. Oh, no. So it's, it's, it's okay. We'll do it again next time. That's my girl. She be throwing down. So go follow her. You want some inspiration, want some new recipes to try during the team, check out at Snooty Foodie. Snooty Foodie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here for it. Um, I, Apparently, I'm not, I'm just not prepared this week. How did this happen? How did the? I'm sorry. I have to share this piece. So I called Kiana and I'm like, we recording this week. And she's like, oh, yeah. Meanwhile, which is all, which is every week, y'all, that we record. That is my reaction every time we record that I didn't know we have to record. I wasn't going to tell all your business, but yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to walk in my but truth. Kiana came with her tip her chef, and the affirmation. I was like, oh, you probably going to need time to find that affirmation, huh? She was like, nope, found one today. And here I am. All I know is what day it is. I ain't got no tip. I ain't got no chef. Um, but that's okay. Because let me say this. I wasn't ready to record, like, recording that moment. But, but you were prepared. I had the tools and the arsenal. Right, I was prepared, but I just wasn't ready in that moment. Well, she was like, it ain't nothing. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I was just about to say that. So shout out to you, which I'm really disappointed because I had a chef and now I just can't find him. So I thought I was prepared, but I wasn't. So um, we're going to throw money at Kiana's uh, chef, too, mm-hmm. and call it call it a day on that. Okay. So, that ain't no worries. Yeah. I ain't shame. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. <laughs> there ain't no problem. <laughs> ain't, there no ain't no problem. problem. All right, go ahead and hit them with oh, the uh, social media. Yes, thank y'all for joining us again. Thank you for joining us on Instagram Live. I do want to give a brief shout out to some chefs that we featured too. Cash, thank you for the recipes um, that we posted recently. Thank you, Kumar, for the recipes for being featured on the page. Um, if you don't follow us, we're on Instagram. 
bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. We also have a Facebook group, bitches love brunch. If you're listening to us, which you are, did you make it to the end of the episode? I hope you did because then you need to follow us on Spotify, Apple. What's the Apple Podcast? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it iTunes Podcast. Um, Apple Podcast, Google Play, all of those platforms. SoundCloud, you can find us there. So share it with your friends. Post us. We'll repost you. Get featured on the page. Show some love. And yeah, we out of here. Yes. Yeah, you you thinking about something? What you think about? I'll tell you after the show. But stay tuned for our next live. Um, we're gonna have good conversation um and at this point we probably would have already requested any questions or um thoughts on it but just stay tuned it's going to be Y'all can still send them in afterwards we can talk oh that's a lie show. that's a lie they never mind stay tuned for the next episode we'll holler at y'all in a couple weeks bye